So then faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. Romans the 10th chapter and the 17th verse. Greetings, and welcome to the Nuruddin Missionary Baptist Church, where this is the church that is building kingdom-minded members through kingdom services. Our pastor is Reverend Dr. Derek L. Mercer Sr. So get ready to hear a word from Redeem. Um, for those of you who have your Bible. Now, if, now if I get a little too long-winded and, and you tired, just put up your finger and you head toward the back. I ain't gonna, my feelings ain't going to be hurt or anything. I tell you, watch the rest of it on Facebook and call me with an amen every now and then. <laughs> Glory to God. For those of you who have your Bibles, um, the passage of Scripture that was read in Thai hearing, Philippians, the third chapter, verses 12 through 16, a familiar passage of Scripture, uh, passage of scripture that I'm sure many of you can just rattle off some of the uh, verses throughout this scripture. We all talk about that pressing our way and all of those things. Um, but when you have it, um, you'll find some pearls of wisdom that we can glean from this testimony that the Apostle Paul was giving. There are two basic statements that every growing Christian in this sanctuary this morning will have to agree with. Let me share them with you. The first one would be, I have failed in my past. That is, we have fallen short of God's goal for our lives. Now, you can lie to yourself if you want to and say that you have no failures, you have no hang-ups, hook-ups, or anything, but that's your lie, and you tell it how you want to. I'm not going to walk in it with you. The second statement that we could all agree with this morning is that we are dissatisfied with our present spiritual state. Now, don't beat me up about that because I'm going to explain that to you. That is, we want to become more like our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Now, if you have in your mind that you are okay with where you are spiritually and you quite fine and dandy right there, then you're the person I'm speaking to this morning. Pay attention to the sermon, take out your paper, and take notes because it's time for a checkup. Every now and then, I don't care if you feel well in your body, you still got to get in your car and go to the doctor's office for a wellness check. So I would contend that if you are walking this Christian walk that we walk, every now and then you need to open up your Bibles, you need to get on your knees, talk to your Lord and Savior, and do a spiritual wellness checkup. Yes, whether we know it or not, if you get to a place where you think you have arrived spiritually, you will cease to grow in the Lord. By the same token, when you are willing to admit that there are areas where you need to grow, that is a sign of a maturing Christian. In these verses, we are given a glimpse into the life of the Apostle Paul. He lets us in on a secret that even he, the great apostle, had areas in his life that needed work. I don't know about you, but um, that encourages me this morning. I would like for us to take a few moments this morning and join Paul on his quest for spiritual maturity as we think together around the simple thought of I'm running for the prize. 
How many of you realize that this journey that we that we run called called faith, called Christianity, that there is a prize that awaits us on the other side? Now, now, don't 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 fool yourself. Don't fool yourself and think that you're just doing this because it's the right thing to do. Because, see, human nature just says some of the things that we do, we expect a payout on it. If you took your money and you put it into stocks and bonds every now and then, you want a dividend to come your way. If you put your money in the bank in a in a, in a savings account, you expect for them to tell you that you have some interest. It may not be much, but you expect some interest to be built on it. That's just how it is with our spiritual lives. You are investing for a payout. Don't let it fool you. I know we often talk about, oh, we just happy with Jesus alone. But let's face the facts that we all want to get to heaven someday. We all want to lay down this heavy burden. We all want uh, 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 sunny days and we don't enjoy cloudy days. I don't care what nobody tells you. Nobody enjoys the pain that they have to feel when they lose a loved one. Nobody enjoys the pain that happens in life when things seem to go astray. Nobody uh, enjoys when the children that you have loved and raised with all your heart and soul and then they tell you they can't stand you. That becomes a problem to, a lot, to, to all of us, let's just face the facts. Nobody wants to come home and find out that their marriage is not what they're used to. It does not feel good when we go through these things. But I encourage you today, no matter where you find yourself at in life, that you have to still press your way toward the mark, which is the high calling in Christ Jesus. See, Paul could have uh, boasted and stuck out his chest for so many great things that he has done. Let's face the facts. This is the guy that wrote majority of your New Testament. This is the one that God called personally to be the apostle to the Gentiles. This is the one that said, you know what? I had power as a, a ruler in the synagogue and now God has given me power in his body. This is the one that has founded churches throughout all of the uh, nation. This is the one that Timothy says, hey, you my spiritual father. This is the one that he says listen here Jude there's some things you got to do this is the one that says Titus get in line because this is what it requires for you to preach the gospel this is the man that you would assume that has it all together Yes, yes, yes. You you could think of all of these reasons. But in this, when Paul looks at this, Paul says, now, wait a minute. Now, I could brag about these things. I could brag that I'm a tremendous soul winner and a preacher of the word. It seems like Paul had all his ducks in a row and was making the grade for Jesus. Anyone looking at his life would have concluded that Paul had arrived. In other words, Paul was like George and, and, and Wheezy Jefferson. <laughs> you know how they started in a little rundown department, and then they said, well, we moving on up <laughs> to the east side in a, a, a deluxe apartment in the sky. <laughs> Y'all watch the show too. Paul, Paul was in a deluxe apartment, if we would. But, 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 however, Paul knew the truth. You know, Paul knew what he really was. So, so, 
Paul said he had not arrived, but was still working toward that ultimate goal, which is perfect Christ likelessness. Now, 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 I want you to stay with me today. I told y'all I'm going to take my time and preach this the way it needs to be preached now. So, so, so Paul's response to his own life was a mark of spiritual maturity. Listen to what Paul says in verse 12. Paul says, not as though I had already obtained, neither were already perfect. The apostle Paul is saying he doesn't claim to be sinless or have perfection. See, some church folk will make you think that they walk around all day sinless. Some, some church folk, now I didn't say Christians, y'all. I said church folk. There's a distinction between the two. Church folk come here and raise hell. Church folk come here and say what I can't do. Church folk come here and get mad because you straightened them out about their situations. That's how church folk act. But I'm not talking about church folk this morning. This morning, we need to become mature Christians. Mature Christian says, I have to acknowledge the fact that I'm not sinless. I have to acknowledge the fact that I'm not perfect. For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. You know, I love that verse because it doesn't leave anybody out. It didn't say all who are drinking is sinners. It didn't say all who are liars are sinners. It didn't say all that are backbiters are sinners. But it said all have sinned. So that concludes that that includes me, you, and everybody else. Mama them done sin. Daddy them done sin. Your best friend done sin. That preacher that you want to put high up on a pedestal that's sinning in the dark done sinned. Yeah. So, 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 so Paul acknowledges that fact. Paul says, not that I have already obtained, not that I have already of uh, these things. But then Paul says this right here. Paul says, uh, he says, but the, seeing that I realize that I haven't been that, he repeats himself again. In verse 13, he says, brethren. I count not myself to have apprehended. In effect, he's repeating what he said in the previous verse. I'm sinful and I'm not perfect. Yeah, 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 yeah. See, see, one of the things that we have to realize, church, is that when we become a Christian, it does not make you sinless. But what it does is make you sin less. Wait a minute, y'all didn't catch that, so I'm going to say it one more time. When you become a Christian, when you accept Jesus Christ as your personal Savior, as your Lord and Savior, you do not become sinless. But what it does is it makes you sinless. Like they used to say, the things I used to do, I don't do no more. The places I used to go, I don't go no more. But you ever notice that that, that song never said that I stopped doing everything I used to do? Oh, let's just face the fact, some of you only stop because you got too old to keep doing it. Let's just be real. Let's just be real. Some of you stop doing it because somebody finally caught you doing it. Let's just be real. Because, see, it's easy for us to point the finger at sins that we can physically see. But what you don't know is that you thinking them dirty thoughts about somebody, you just as sinful as the man that told the lie. Matter of fact, Jesus said this right here. Can I just keep it real with y'all this morning? Jesus said right here. Jesus said, wait a minute, y'all talking about adultery. If a man just looks at another man's wife and has those thoughts, he's already committed it. 
So that lets me know that sin ain't something that just happens on the outside, that that starts on the inside of me. Because the Bible says it not, it's not what goes into a man that causes him to sin, but it's what comes out. See, Paul realized that he wasn't perfect, but that but he was not content to let that cause him to sit still on the Lord. Wait a minute. Hold up. What am I trying to say to you? Just because you're not perfect don't mean that you can sit still and not do nothing. You got to do something still. You know, I've heard people often say that, oh, I'll come to church when I um, when I get myself right, when I get myself together. Well, baby, if that was the case, you would have no need to come to church. I'm tired of folk thinking that church is just for Christian folk. When you when it all boils down, church is for the unsaved uh, believer. That's we're supposed to have a big sign outside that says if you are living in sin, come here. Well, people don't go to the doctor. Sick folk go to the emergency room. You don't see nobody sitting in the emergency room that ain't sick. There's sick people out there that needs to be in here. But we get in here and make ourselves think that we done obtained, that we done got where we're supposed to be. Because we know when to say amen. We know when to shout hallelujah. We know when to, but baby, it is not about moving through the motions. It's time that we get real with ourselves so we can get real with God. Too many people will, 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 will let the current lives that they're living is discourage them. Oh, well, I know I ain't good enough for that. Oh, uh, well, I'm still, I still got this hang up. Well, baby, I stopped to serve you notice today at New Redeem that I have some hiccups, some hitchups, and there are some demons that I have to fight every day on my own. And don't look at me like I'm crazy because the preacher said that because, see, unlike a lot of people, I had to do all my sinning while being in the church. Yeah, yeah, see, see, I grew up in this thing. And, and my whole life, I had to be in church. And every sinful thing that I did, I had to do it while I was still in church. Do you know how difficult and hard that is? That when you want to just do what normal people do, and then you got to come to church and hear all of your mistakes? I told y'all, it's time for a checkup sometime. But see, 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 it's not a matter of if you will fail, but it's a matter of when you fail. See, don't let your failures cause you to drop out of the race for the Lord. If you have fallen, I got a plan for you. If you fall, y'all want to know the secret about when you fall? Y'all talk back to me today. Y'all want to know the secret? If y'all want to know the secret, I'm going to get a secret right now. Get back up. Get back up. Dust yourself off and start running again. Simple as that. See, see, see. So Paul realized this as he examined himself. Matter of fact, I'm, re I'm reminded of another scripture where Paul tells us before we come before the, 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 the Lord's table to let a man examine himself. 
Sometimes, sometimes, y'all, y'all, can, can I just, I, I'm, I, I ain't going to ask y'all. I'm just going to keep it real today. Um, 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 sometimes we need to put away our spiritual magnifying glasses, trying to look at everybody else's problem and trying to see where everybody else and get yourself a handheld mirror, baby, and look at some of the things that's going on in your life. Matter of fact, Jesus said it like this. You can't take the splinter out of your brother's eye when you got a beam in yours. Yeah, yeah, we have to examine ourselves. We have to ask ourselves, are we walking holy? Are are, are we walking in his plan? Are we walking in his will? I I stopped by this morning to let you know that. um, I know we always holler about the will of God. But um, we have to understand that there are two sides to God's will. See, there is the perfect will of God. That means that We'll do what he want us to do, when he want us to do it, how he want us to do it. We will, we will live a life that is holy and acceptable unto God. And if you think that you're constantly walking in God's perfect will, you're wrong. Because this flesh that you got won't allow you to walk into God's perfect will at all times. But there's another side of God's will called his permissive will. In other words, this is the will because, see, he's still in control of everything. But he says, I'll permit this thing to happen. Come here, Job. Maybe you can help me explain this a little better. Do you remember when Satan was going to and fro and the Bible says the sons and daughters was having me? Do you know Satan show up to prayer meeting sometime, y'all? Satan showed up to prayer meeting and God looked at him and said, wait a minute, devil. Wait a minute, Satan. What are you doing? here Satan looked at him and said well I'm going to and fro seeking whom I made a vow now look at God's permissive will God looks down and says hmm have you tried my servant Job now we know it wasn't God's will that Job goes through the things that he go through that was all the devil because God says you can do what you please just don't kill him so, so that was all, all, all the losing his children, all the losing his uh, cattle. Uh, we can't blame God on none of that. God didn't want any of that to happen, but he allowed it because he realized that in the end, I got to get some glory out of this. So, so I say that to say this, on your hangups, on your hiccups, on, on the things that you are dealing with, don't be in, discouraged, baby. If anything says, yeah, but greater is he that is in me than he is in the world. I understand that I have to deal with some things right now, but I can go to God in prayer. Which brings me to my next point. After Paul's examination, Paul had an exhortation. Uh, This verse, verse 14, brings it all into you. These verses are characterized by action terms. Paul is using very descriptive language to describe his Christian race. Note these five great statements made by the Apostle Paul. In verse 12, he says, I follow. See, see, that's another action statement, he says. He says, I follow, which means to run swiftly in order to catch a person or a thing. Wait a minute, hold up. Paul says, even though I got all these hangups, even though I'm not perfect, I'm still going to run swiftly in order to catch up with them. It, it, it has a reference of a hunter pursuing his prey. In other words, Paul says, I'm going to scope it out. 
no matter what happens, no matter how hard life gets, I'm still going to scope it out. I'm going to follow what the Lord says. Uh, it also has the idea of a runner chasing the finish line. You know, uh, it's like this right here. If uh, Usain Bolt came in here and he says, I can beat all y'all running, we, we would probably believe that, right? It, it makes sense that he he's the fastest man in the world. It makes sense. But if Usain don't put on his shoes, I would, I would wager that I might can give him run for his money then. Because, see, he ain't prepared himself to run a race. In other words, if you say sit down and ate three and five things, uh, 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 big pizzas and, and bowls of ice cream and all that, and he's not up. What I'm trying to say to you this morning is that you have to do some conditioning if you're going to run the race. Yeah, 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 yeah. For Paul, for Paul, it was the hope of apprehending something. That word means to lay hold of something. What Paul says, I'm pursuing the goal of laying hold to all that Jesus had laid on hold for me. In other words, Paul says, I'm not running this race for pointless. I'm not just running in circles, but I'm pursuing what the Lord has already promised me. I don't know about you, but I heard him say in his word that he goes and prepares a place for me in his father's kingdom that where he is I can be there also okay I can go somewhere else with it he says the trials and tribulations I have on this side can't be compared to the glory that shall be revealed so there is something that I'm pursuing I gotta lay hold on something See, Paul realizes that he had been saved for a purpose and that God had a plan for his life. Paul would not be satisfied until he had apprehended that for which he had had been apprehended. Can I break it down like this? Paul says, okay, I've been arrested by Jesus already, but there is something that he promised me that I can lay my hands on and I'm not going to stop until I get it. How many of you have been promised something by God and it hasn't come yet, but you got to keep the faith because it's on the way. Keep running the race because he says pursue it because you can lay your hands on it. Matter of fact, I heard the CCT. I wasn't here last week, but but I heard Dr. Mercer preach a sermon about it can be delayed, but it's not denied. See, there are some things that I just have to press my way towards. Not only that, not only that, in verse 13, Paul uses another action word. He says, for this one thing I do. Now, 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 I don't know if y'all noticed the trend right here, but it did not. It, it involves actual movement. Everything Paul's talking about, he says, you got to get up and do something about it. Paul, as a specialist, just like an Olympic athlete, Paul specialized in one thing. That one thing that Paul specialized in was reaching the goal. Notice that he left the past behind him and he reached for the future. Some of y'all still holding on to things from the past that is stopping you from getting to your future. Baby, let that go. Just because they made you mad and now you walk around talking about you not going to speak, that person going to sleep at night peaceful and you you still carrying around a whole bunch of garbage. Let it go, baby. If you want to reach the goal, you got to lay aside every weight that so easily besets you. 
like I feel this thing this morning if you get mad at me take it up with the Holy Ghost because I'm going to say what he told me to say I'm not trying to make no friends in New Redeemed this morning but I'm trying to make sure that souls are saved a man excels when he specializes in something uh, if you want to know the secret of Paul's success it is that Paul had a one track mind Wait a minute. Can I, can I go here? Well, I am. I told y'all I'm just going to let the Holy Ghost have his way today. I don't care if nobody get mad. Uh, look at this right here. If your knee is bothering you and you say your knee bothering you, there's no need for you to go to the nose, ear, and throat specialist. He specializes for a reason. You, 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 uh, different lawyers special. Okay, put it this way: If I got a criminal case on me, I don't need a divorce lawyer. They, now, now, some of you, if you got certain criminal cases, you might need a divorce lawyer too. But, but, but uh, they don't specialize in that law. So, 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 one of the problems with the modern Christian is that not too many of us can say this one thing I do. You know, we 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 wear too many hats. And it's not that they're put on us. We go and we hat shop. Oh, I don't like the way she doing it. So I'm going to talk to Reb, see if I can take over that next year. That, that, that's the problem. We get so messy where we get in other folk business so much. We want to talk everybody business. We want to look everybody problem, everybody situation when you need to be focusing on one thing. Most of us are pulled and tugged in a thousand different, uh, different, oh, excuse me, different directions. Well, there is only one thing that will matter when this life is over, and that is how well we ran the race for our Lord and our Savior, Jesus Christ. I would challenge you develop a one-track mind when it comes to living your life. We could all use a lesson in, in simplifying our lives. We, 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 we put so much on our plate and then we wonder why we get spiritual indigestion. You ate too much. Yeah, 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 yeah. So we need a one track mind. But not only that, in verse 13, he also says something else. I told you I got five action uh, terms that he uses. He says, forgetting those things which are behind me. Paul said, I refuse to look behind me at my past. <laughs> the word forgetting means to cease to be affected by it. Wait a minute. Can we can I throw this in the gumbo just because it happened to you 30 years ago and you still carrying it around? Baby, you need to get some help at this point. Maybe you need to talk to a therapist. Maybe you need to go to a mental health clinic. I don't know what you need to do, but you need some help at this point. Because if you've been carrying it around for 30 plus years, there needs to be a breakthrough on your path. Some things you just got to forget. Some folk mad at folk and they don't even know why they mad at them. They just been mad at them so long. That they just decided in their mind, I'm just going to stay mad. I'm not saying that you can't look back and see where God has brought you from. I'm not saying that you can't check the rearview mirror and see what, where all the mountains and hills God has brought you over. But if you get on 95 and you drive the whole while while looking in your rearview mirror, you're going to crash at some point. 
you got to stop looking in your rearview mirror at some point and see what's ahead of you. Yeah, 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 yeah. If you run uh, with your eyes on your past successes, then you will have the tendency to lay back and rest on your accomplishments. I can't stand a person that love to holler about what they used to be. Ain't doing nothing for me today. Matter of fact, I'm going to make y'all laugh. There was uh, me and my, this was back when I was about maybe 20, 21. Me and my homeboy, we, we, we riding around and we see a girl that we went to school with and she, she hadn't missed any meals in the in between time, church. She, 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 she fell in love with some things that, that didn't love her. And, and I told my, my friend, I say, man, you won't believe it. She was fine as wine back in the day. My friend looked at me and said, well, that ain't doing nothing for her today. All that hollering about what you used to be, how did I, that ain't doing enough for you. To, I used to, y'all, I used to say that I had some money. I can't say that no more. Times done change. Y'all looked at the cost of milk and eggs and stuff. Times done change. So, 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 so what Paul is saying is Paul says, look, man, you, 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 you trying to remember all that that you used to be, baby. That ain't doing nothing for you today. You, you need to forget those things and you need to look forward because see, You'll, you'll be, you'll, you'll, you'll get to the point where you'll get complacent. But see, then Paul says, not only am I forgetting the things that are behind me, but I'm reaching forth. This phrase pictures the runner of a race as he nears the finish line. He can see, he, he can be seen to lean forward and to strain for the goal. Paul tells us that he's reaching out with all he has to be sure that he has won the race. In other words, when a, when a race, y'all, Y'all, I, I, I used to think that I could run back in the day. And, 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 and I used to love to watch the relay race. Y'all ever watch the relay race Wait, with the baton? And, and you ever notice that when one of them putting it behind them, the other one's doing like this? Yes, sir. One of them's like this. And the one that got to grab it is like this. Yes. You got to get to the point sometime where you reach out for something. You can't just get to the point where you say, well, you know, the Lord said he'll never leave me for forsake me. So I'm just happy with Jesus alone. No, Lord, there's some things I want you to do for me and I need for you to do it for me right now. So I'm going to reach for it. I'm going to press for it. I ain't got to. I know we talk about patience, but you know what? Some situations you fall in, you ain't got time to wait. Oh, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego didn't have time for Jesus to make up his mind if he was going to step in. That wouldn't have worked. Daniel didn't have time for Jesus to make up his mind if he was going to shut the lion's jaw. It wouldn't have worked that way. So, so I believe because that they were consistent in prayer that they said, you know what? When I call him, I know he'll answer. That's why grandmama could sing the song that call on Jesus, he'll answer prayer. Because, see, she realized that I've, I'm reaching towards him. I'm running the race. So if I'm running the race, I know he'll help me. You got to reach out. But then he says, I press toward the mark. The word mark refers to the goal that one has in view. In other words, Paul was oblivious to his surroundings. He was just heading for the goal. In other words, what was going on around him did not matter. He was focused on what he knew he had to do with for Jesus Christ. 
Don't you know ministry would be a lot better if people stopped focusing on so much of what's going on around them and stayed focused on Jesus Christ? Oh, y'all don't believe me? Let me, show you, let, let, let me show you the word. Do you remember when Peter was on a boat and Peter said, okay, now Jesus, if that's you walking on water, let me come. Bid me to come unto thee. Peter was, Peter was a bold guy because I wouldn't have stepped out that boat, y'all. y'all. Maybe y'all got that faith, but I don't like swimming anyway. I was, I was 19 when I finally learned how to do it and they got to drag me into a pool now. So I wouldn't have stepped out the boat, but Peter stepped out the boat and you know the story. As long as Peter kept watching Jesus, he was all right. But when he looked at his surroundings, when he saw everything that was going on around him, he began to sink. See, 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 uh, Paul says it like this in 2 Timothy uh, 4 uh, verses uh, 6 through 7. For I am now ready to be offered and the time of my departure is at hand. Listen to this. But I have fought a good fight. I have finished my course. I have kept the faith. What Paul is saying right here, Paul says, no matter what the situation may look like at this point in life, I kept my eyes on the prize. Y'all know y'all used to say it when we used to do all the marches and stuff. Keep your hand on the plow. Keep your hand on the plow. You got to hold on. In other words, keep on pressing. See, see, after Paul's examination and after Paul's uh, exhortation, Paul then has an expectation. Paul tells us in, in verse 14, he says that uh, that he is running for a prize. It's right in the word. I press toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. The high calling of God, Christ likenessness. He says, I'm pressing toward that prize of Christ likeness. In other words, I want to be just like him. I want to walk like him. I want to talk like him. When you see me, I, I, I want you to see Jesus. I don't want you to say, that go that old lion, no good, Aubrey. I want you to say, that go the child of God. I, I, I want to I be able to step in and they say, you know what? I don't know you, but I know you're saved. That ever happened to you where you walk in and that if, if you can't shake your head, yes, you really need to do a checkup. Because, see, people ought to know you saved just by the way you treat other people. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, so Paul says th this is an award that is presented to the victor of the race. Paul wanted to run a good race and he wanted to win the prize that God had for him. See, Paul knew that the Lord called him for a reason. See, that's how I first make up, mess up. We got to know that we know that we know that we know that God has called us for a purpose. Everybody sitting in this sanctuary this morning has a purpose on your life. And you have to know your purpose in Christ Jesus. And newsflash, your purpose is not to sit in these pews every week. Because see, 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 I realize something. We get so comfortable with just coming to church that we forget that we are the church. But that's another sermon. I'm not going to do you like that today. Uh, but see, see, he called him to carry out his duty before the Lord. He also knew that successful completion of the goal would allow him to enjoy the rewards of the Lord. How 
many of you know that there's some rewards for serving God? There's some rewards for serving God. There's an old song that says, serving the Lord will pay off after a while. You got to keep working while it's day. Whatever is right, God said he'll pay. Don't you realize that there are some things that God has stored up just for you? But in order to get there, you got to seek his kingdom. You got to seek doing what the Lord has called you to do. I heard Paul when he said, one thing I have apprehended, which also I have been apprehended. But I'm so glad when Paul says, I, I fought a good fight. He says, henceforth, there is laid up for me a crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, shall give me at that day. And not me only, but unto all them that also love is appearing. I'm glad, I'm mighty glad that my God and your Savior, he told me in his word, he says, don't get weary of your well-doing, for in due season you shall reap if you faint not. I'm glad that there's a home over the mountain that my God has laid up for me. I don't have time to be worried about the politics in the church. I don't have time to be worried about she wore a dress that's too tight. I don't have time to be worried about she talking to this one and that one talking to this one. But right now, I stopped by New Redeem to tell you this morning that I'm pressing my way. I got to go on in Jesus' name. I don't care who don't want to go with me. I'm running and I'm running for myself. If mother don't go, that's all right. If brother don't go, that's all right. If children don't go, that's all right. If wife don't go, that's all right. But I'm running. I'm running. I'm running for the prize in Christ Jesus. I'm going to be just like him. I'm going to walk like him. I'm going to talk like him. I don't know about you, but every day I'm getting myself ready. I'm making preparations because I realize I didn't come here to stay. But my God... Your Savior, he told me over in the 14th chapter of John, he told me, let not your heart be troubled. If you believe in God, believe also in me. For in my Father's house, there are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I like this. He says, and I go, I go away to prepare a place for you. That where I am, ye may be also. I heard, I heard, I heard, I heard old Thomas say, 
how are we to know the way if we don't know where you're going? And I heard Jesus say, don't you know I am the way, the truth, and the light? No man, no man, no man can get to the Father but by me. I'm glad. I'm mighty glad. I grew up with an old preacher. He used to say, I've already done made my down payment on my mansion in glory. When you're talking about me, you helping me build. I heard the songwriter say, I'm sending, I'm sending up my timber. When you allow me, it's just me sending up my timber. When you ridicule my name, I'm sending up my timber. I gotta run on. I gotta run on and see what the end is gonna be. I'm glad. I'm glad. I'm glad. I'm mighty glad. I serve a savior who walks with me. He talks with me. He tells me that I'm his own. You want to know why I'm so confident that I can run this race? Because when I was yet in my sin, Jesus died. Didn't he die? Do you know he died? Yes, he did. But bright early, bright early, bright early, Sunday morning, he got up. He got up with all power in his head. I'm running. I'm running. I'm running. I'm running. You can't stop me. Don't try to block me. Move. Get out of my way. I got my eyes on the prize. I'm running. I'm pressing. Oh, devil, you can have what's left behind, but there's something new waiting on me. There's something great waiting on me. I'm not gonna get tired. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm running, I'm running, I'm running, I'm running, I gotta run on, I gotta see what the end will be, I gotta go on, no matter how hard it may get, I gotta keep running, sometimes I'm running through the valley, sometimes it's on the mountaintop, Sometimes through the fire, sometimes through the flood, but I'm covered, I'm covered, I'm covered by his blood. I can run on. Do you know him? 
through your nose. Aren't you glad he gives you courage in the midst of adversity? When folk done wrote you off, he'll build you up. He'll encourage your soul. Just keep on running. Don't give up. Look at that devil and tell him you can't stop this because I got Jesus on my side. Turn to your neighbor. Tell your neighbor I'm running and can't nobody stop me. I'm running. I don't care what it looked like. I'm going to keep on running. I don't care what you think. I'm going to keep on running. I don't care. Throw me away. Say you don't like me. Talk about me all you want. But I'm going to keep on running. Say you want me to shut up. I don't care. I'm going to keep on running. Say I do too much. I don't care. I'm going to keep on running. Because I'm running. I'm running. I'm running for my life. for listening to a word from Redeem, the recorded ministry of the New Redeem Missionary Baptist Church of Jacksonville, Florida. Please join us for our worship services with Sunday school at 9.30 a.m., followed by morning worship at 10.45 a.m. Also, join us for our Bible study every Wednesday at 7 o'clock p.m. We're located at 1614 East 30th Street on the east side of Jacksonville, We're the church that's building kingdom-binded members through kingdom services. Thank you and be blessed. And my cup runneth over.